This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from The Dish. Professionals, call them now. 801-424-DISH. Extra hundred dollars cash back if you get signed up during the big show today. Do it. Money in your pocket. 801-424-DISH. Also, want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision. The summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save one thousand dollars. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today. 801-253-3080. That is Davis Vision. We're hoping to talk to Chris Mannix. Uh, coming up here momentarily, so make sure and stay tuned for that. Uh, but, uh, Gordon, we're talking a lot of basketball today, kind of trying to well, initially digest what we saw in such an, an epic ending yes. in a negative way. Yes, a collapse really is what it was. But let me, let me uh, ask you this, Jake. Uh, if you were going to sum up this jazz season – Inside of a paragraph or so, how would you describe it or characterize it? Mm-hmm. Well, I do think it was a tremendous success. I mean, you know, to to pull off what they pulled off in a trying time, you know, uh, I, I think it was Dennis Lindsay who said yesterday that they had the best, you know, COVID compliance when it came to that sort of thing and, and vaccinations in the league and, and their record alone. I mean, it's a success, but... but <laughs> I knew the butt was coming. I mean, it was an underwhelming ending given the position that they put themselves in. Losing four straight yeah. for so sure. I, mm-hmm. That's probably a little more than a paragraph. But, I mean, it, it was a long season full of a lot of ups and downs. In fact, let's talk to Chris about it. Austin, hit it. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Let's get out to the guest line brought to you by uh, Smart Rain, uh, excuse me, uh, brought to you by SmartRain.net. It's no mystery. Utah is in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at SmartRain.net. Senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated is our friend Chris Mannix. Hello, Chris. What's happening, guys? Hey, we're just trying to digest the ending of that Jazz Clippers series because, I mean, to lose four consecutive and uh, lose game six the way they did was pretty epic in a negative way. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's, a, it's a far bigger failure, I think, than what happened in the bubble last year. At least in the bubble last year, you can say, look, we didn't have Boyan Bogdanovich. We were still kind of recovering from the drama of the locker room months earlier. Mike Conley missed the first part of that series, and he wasn't the player he was for most of this season. It's it's pretty crushing. Um to, to lose like that, to you know, see Terrence Mann go off and and beat you up, to see Reggie Jackson go off and beat you up. I mean, I don't. There's really no way to sugarcoat it. And, and as much as anything, 
Like, this was the year that a championship window was wide open. I mean, there's no boogeyman out there. I mean, the Bucks are in it. The Hawks are in it. The Suns and Clippers are now in it. And nobody's unbeatable amongst those four teams. And, you know, if if next season we see the rise of the Nets or the return of LeBron and the Lakers, uh, you know, the Jazz might will look at this as, as a pretty big missed opportunity. Chris, what was – and you know this, but what, what was so strange about that game six – the Jazz were playing some of the best basketball they've played all season long in the first half. And then the second half, they played the worst basketball that we've seen them play all season long. How do you explain that? It's hard because, I mean, they I think they came out of the locker room with the wrong attitude. I thought they felt the game was over. And especially defensively, they just coasted. Um, and that's that's not really something you saw much of from the Jazz during most of the season. If nothing else, their defense had improved measurably from the year before. I mean, they were pretty locked in for, for most of the year. To see the the Clippers just hit open three after open three, I mean, these weren't like – I mean, some of them were tough shots, I guess, but you look at those some of those corner threes that, you know, Terrence Mann made, Patrick Beverly knocking down corner threes. I mean, it, you know, they're, that, that's on the defense, no question about it. So, I mean, there, there are plenty of reasons that they kind of stalled offensively, but – you know, the defense is inexcusable. You just play even, you know, a, a hair better defense. You probably win that game. You know, it's simple as that. So I, I, I think I was more disappointed about the defensive effort than I was by anything they did offensively. Chris Mannix is with us, uh, senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated. It's your daily assist here uh, on uh, on the big show. You know, you never like to talk about uh, injuries. You know, people think the excuses and that sort of thing. But how much, uh, you know, seeing Mike in a limited role there in game six, how much did they miss him in this series? Well, I miss him a lot. There's no doubt. I mean, he was great for them all season, first round, all that. But it, it is no excuse. I mean, whatever Mike Con- – what are they were missing in Mike Conley, you know, to, to lose back-to-back games to a – Clipper team without Kawhi Leonard, like the scales tilted more significantly that way, right? With Kawhi out of the lineup, than you know Mike Conley are out or Kawhi limited or even uh, or uh, Conley limited, or even with Donovan Mitchell being limited because he clearly was with that that ankle injury. I mean that is a legit top five player, top six player in the NBA. They lost and they plugged in guys that were second round picks in the case of Terrence Mann, you know mid season pickups, minimum guys. Like Reggie Jackson, uh, Beverly, who is very offensively limited. These guys are just making shots, and slicing up that Jazz defense. So, yeah, I mean the Conley injury hurt, but you know this this really is a, a kick in the gut, I think, for the Jazz to to have an opportunity with Kawhi going down to advance, to have an opportunity to win a championship this year, uh, and to see it kind of slip through their fingers. Uh, you know, it, it's going to haunt them for a while. So along that same line, Chris, Jake and I have been talking about it. I wrote about it. Uh, what do the Jazz need? And as you observe, and we know that you paid pretty close attention to the Jazz this year, uh, mm-hmm. Jake and I decided they need they need uh, at least one, maybe two strong perimeter defenders to add this yeah. because Rudy Rudy Gobert can't guard everybody. He just can't do it, and then he gets blamed because nobody's staying between their man and the basket. But that's our conclusion. What do you think? No, I agree. Um... You know, Rudy does get blamed because the highlights will show Rudy getting beat, right? Like Reggie Jackson attacking Rudy and, and hitting those two layups over him. Like that is catnip 
for the anti-Rudy brigade, you know, for people to say that, you know, Rudy's not the defender that, you know, he's, he's sort of pegged to be. It has been during the regular season. Um, but you've got to stop your man. Like you've you've got to prevent these guys from just coasting in because even middling offensive players, they have a wide open lane. You know, they're going to find ways to get a shot over and in over longer defenders. So, yeah, look, Royce O'Neal is fine, but, uh, it, you know, if I'm, you know, Dennis Lindsay, Justin Zanuck, I'm prioritizing some kind of sturdy wing defender, either via trade or, or free agent signing. I, I'd also I'd probably look to upgrade that bench in terms of scoring, you know, maybe add one more perimeter score. I mean, it's easier said than done uh, to do that. But, you know, I, I think if you make a couple of tweaks to this Jazz team, they have a chance to be right back here in this position again next year. Uh, but, you know, yeah, that, that perimeter defense – it was a problem, not just in this series, but the previous one, and, and that's something they need to address. How much credit should Ty Lue get for coming up with a game plan uh, that really gave the Jazz trouble for those four consecutive games on both sides of the floor? Oh, he, he deserves a, a ton of credit. I mean, you go back to the Mavericks series. I mean, Dallas was in total control uh, up 0-2 or 2-zip in that series, and Ty made the adjustment to play small and it was really effective in helping them win four of the next five. Um, they were not the same adjustments. They're similar type adjustments that Ty made after uh, the first couple of games of uh, this past series. And uh, they were really good. I mean, coaching matters uh, in these moments. Ty pushed all the right buttons. I mean, his development of Terrence Mann this year, uh, you know, it helped get him to the point where he was comfortable contributing at this level and at this time in the postseason. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it reflects and says that Quinn's a bad coach, but I think Ty was the – the superior coach in the series. So, Chris, you said there's no monster team out there. Uh, who do you like on the uh, the teams that are left? Who are you looking at? You know, it, it feels like this is Milwaukee's opportunity. Um, they're probably the most talented team that's left. I mean, Phoenix with Chris Paul and Aiden and Booker, they can make a case for it. Uh, but, you know, the Bucks have continuity. They've got playoff experience, haven't gone pretty deep. You know, the last couple of years, uh, they're going to have, you would think, the best player on the floor, Giannis, uh, when he's out there. And, you know, they, they've definitely got to get a springboard after what they did in those last two games against Brooklyn. Granted, you know, Kyrie was out and James Harden was not the player he has been when he, before his injury. But you know, to survive, you know, those Kevin Durant onslaughts and, and win, that's going to give you, give you a bounce. So they'll be a favorite, a heavy favorite, I think, going to this Hawks series. And then whoever comes out of the Western Conference, be it Phoenix or the Clippers, I think the Bucks. Cannon will be a favorite in that series as well. And you know, what a remarkable turnaround that would be. I mean, down 3-2, you know, Mike Budenholzer is like on jobs.com at that point. Like, you know, <laughs> you're, you're starting to wonder about Rick Carlisle coming in to replace him. Now, you know, Mike Budenholzer, a chance of redemption. Giannis has a chance to continue to shut up the people that have said he's only a regular season player, doesn't deserve the MVP. I mean, this is uh, quite the run that, uh, that the Bucks can go on. And I think they – should be considered the favorite uh, the rest of the pack. Where did the Sixers go from here? It seems like Ben Simmons has taken a lot of heat today. Yeah, and it's hard to see a pathway for Ben Simmons to continue with the Sixers, not just because of his performance, which was truly terrible. I mean, you know, four games in a row where you don't attempt a shot in the fourth quarter. That video of him passing up a dunk to give it up to Batiste Teibel is, you know, they're going to play that next to Ben Simmons for weeks and months to come. And then to kind of see your coach and your star teammate not really support you, that's, that, that, that has to you know, resonate in this process as well. I mean, you know, Joel Embiid was 
said in no uncertain terms that the turning point of the game was that moment where Simmons passed the title. Doc Rivers asked point blank if Ben could be the point guard on a championship team, said he didn't know. Like, even if you don't know, you, you got to say yes, right? Like, you got to back your guy no matter what if you still believe in him. And that, that gave me plenty of reason to think that uh, that the Sixers don't believe him. And then you have to factor in Daryl Morey. You know, he inherited Ben Simmons. He didn't you know, draft him, so there's no loyalty there. I would expect the Sixers to aggressively shop him. Now, where he goes, I don't know. Uh, Portland makes a lot of sense in a C.J. McCollum deal for both sides. That, that seems to be uh, a deal that could, could really work to help them both. Uh, obviously, you keep your eye on Washington and Bradley Beal, but you know, at this point, I would be surprised if Simmons is back for another tour with the Sixers next year. This is one of the problems we were talking about before, Chris, with what the Jazz need, this, this perimeter defender, uh, 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 preferably a guy who is longer, but who can play some defense. But if he, if he can't shoot at the other end, then it, it screws up all the spacing in the offense. It does, and that's why, well, two things. One, if Ben Simmons is going to continue on like this version of Ben Simmons, he really has to be surrounded by a whole bunch of shooters. That's why when I mentioned Portland, it kind of makes some sense with Damian Lillard there and you know his scoring ability, shooting ability, would mask some of the deficiencies of Simmons and that defense that was just horrible in Portland this year would really benefit from Ben's presence. But look, to me, Ben has to commit to, you know, fundamentally changing his shot. Like, you know, and it's not like this is a groundbreaking idea. Like we have seen players, several of them, key players in the past, you know, change their shot and be better for it. I mean, Kawhi Leonard came out of San Diego state, a non-shooter. He went to San Antonio, started working with Chip England, changed his shot really to, to, he, they, what they did in San Antonio was show how, how show him Kobe shot and said, you know, you, we can t- have you shoot this way, and Kawhi embraced it, and he has become a very consistent uh, three-point shooter. Like, uh, you know, Ben, there are still some people in the NBA, guys, that think Ben is shooting with the wrong hand. Like, th- that's where we are with Ben Simmons right now. Not just his form, but maybe his hand is off. So, like, there's – I think there has to be something radically done to Ben Simmons. I don't think it's a – a confidence thing? Well, I mean, it is a little bit of a confidence thing, but it's not like a Markel Fultz-like case of the yips. I don't think that's the case with Ben Simmons. I think his is just that his his form is just wrong, and I think somebody has to get him into the lab, change that shot, have him commit to it, and then hope that that is a product that 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 work will yield better results. The other thing too, you have to do with him, it, it like you can't expect Ben Simmons, who who attempted I think thirteen three pointers during the regular season to all of a sudden become a threat in the playoffs. Like, it, whoever Ben Simmons' next coach is, be it Doc Rivers or somebody else, they have to say to Ben, like, Ben, if you don't take three threes a game, you're running laps in the gym the next day. It's like, you know, see the movie Major League, what they said to Willie Mays Hayes, like, if you hit the ball in the air, you got to do push-ups, you know, before. Like, that's what we say to Ben Simmons. Like, Ben, like, if you don't take three threes, I don't care where they're from, but if you don't take these three threes per game, you, you are not – something negative is going to happen to you. Like there's got to be kind of some tough love shown to Ben Simmons that way, because you've got to get him at least trying to shoot the three point shot. Maybe he needs to introduce Joe Boo. Joe Boo? Joe Boo. The the doll? (laughs) (laughs) Bartenders, Joe Boo needs a refill. Uh, Chris, thank you very much, uh, as always, for jumping on with us. We really appreciate it. You got it, guys. Chris Mannix, senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated. Or Harris does the rum shot and then yeah. walks in and then gets hit with the bat. What a classic movie that is. Oh, one of my favorites. You what? know, I was going to bring up with Chris his earlier evaluation. 
Of Ben Simmons? Yeah. 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 Well, that, what, what, um, what good would that do? Really? There's no reason. Uh, and, and I get used to this because, you know, when you're right and then you try and rub it in people's faces when they're wrong when, and when it's proven that they're wrong, there's really no use and there's no real value in doing that. And I, 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 I kind of hold back on that quite frequently. But yeah. <laughs> Even nah. when you're wrong, you make victory laps. <laughs> <laughs> you have been right on a number of occasions, and I've told you that. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while, Gordon. But yeah, I, I think some some what do they say? Some pigeons are coming home to roost a little bit for Ben Simmons and the Seventy Sixers. Is that what comes home to roost? Pigeons? The, pigeons? Yeah. Uh, chickens? Chickens. Heard this. Chickens. Pigeons come, come home to roost. Pigeons? I don't know. Who are you, chickens? Bert and Ernie? Chickens come home to roost. Well, you know, like pigeons. honing pigeon. You know, they they can always find their way back. Uh-huh. All right. Wait, in, in Mary Poppins, what's the, what's the song, Austin? When when they're out there Feed feeding the pigeons, the birds, top in a bag. That's how Richard yeah, Cheese says, would sing it. Yeah, it just says uh, feed, feed the birds, the birds top in a bag. What is that? What's that sentence? What's that about? Tuppen? What? What? Tuppens, two pence. Ah, okay. Get it together there. Have you never seen Mary Poppins? Yes, and I saw Saving Mr. Banks, too. I saw, and I saw Mary Poppins on Broadway, too. It was quite good. You know what I heard about Saving Mr. Banks, which is, uh, uh, I think, a really great movie? I thought it was good. Is that she didn't come around to the idea as much as they led you to believe in yeah. that movie? Heard that she was still she very was still under, mad. She's still very grumpy about, about the those thing. about those cartoonish penguins yeah, and, and the whatnot. singing and dancing and all that. Yeah, I heard that. You know, they 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 made it like, oh, she came around. She got her happy. money though. Yeah, I'm sure she did. Yeah, One of the she, most she, successful movies of all time. I'm sure she, she did. Fine. She's gonna lose her house, and she was played by Emma Thompson, right? Isn't that who that was? Yeah. She, you know, she got her start in comedy. Did you know that? No, I'm not familiar with the, the complete biography of Emma Thompson. The question is, why are you? Because I think she's a talented lady. <laughs> Boy, she played she played that part well though. She was she was an angry woman, man. She was an angry woman. Everyone's trying to please her. She just was mad. What else have you enjoyed Emma Thompson in, Gordon? <laughs> well, I saw her on a big fan of all of her work. Or... <laughs> Well, she was just, isn't she in Cruella? Is she? I thought so. I don't know. I don't I saw, plan on I seeing I saw her on some, on some uh, you know, late night talk shows. <laughs> so what, you just fired up a quick Google? Quick Google search? <laughs> Look in. Ah, oh, this Emma Thompson is fascinating. Let's, oh, she started in comedy. Who I've always know? Googled. She's funny. She's a funny woman. That's what I'm trying to say to you. A lot of times people, you know, get pigeonholed into a certain... A certain kind of role. Pigeons and... again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tuppins. <laughs> Sing that again, Austin. That was pretty no. good. I, I was really impressed with the quality of the acting and singing and dancing on Broadway with that Mary Poppins. Scene. How did well, we go from saw, Chris uh, Mannix to this? I saw the movie and by the uh, way, when I was younger. I saw the movie, but then when I saw the play, I thought, wow, these people are really talented. You know? What a hot take it you got there. Wow, those <laughs> people on Broadway are really good at singing, dancing, and acting. <laughs> There's a first. 
I mean, I went in with low expectations, <laughs> just completely low. It was no octopus's you know? garden, but I mean, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, that was you know, it made Broadway. I went in thinking, oh, I saw this at the local high school. This isn't going to be any better. Oh man, Austin, I thought you really sang that well. Have you played <laughs> the part? Uh, have you been uh, of, the, Ryan of the bird lady? The bird lady at the park is that who Austin played? Oh. <laughs> That that is who you're. Huh. Is that who was singing the song? Who'd you, who'd you yes. get cast as, Austin? Bert? Wait, no, no, I got the bird lady. <laughs> he was cleaning the chimney. I got the bird lady, man. Oh. I gotta I gotta stand there and uh, covered in bird poop. It's great. Mm. It's the part I was born to play. There are no small roles. <laughs> and I gotta go falsetto because after all, you know, it is a bird lady. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Austin, what's the most embarrassing part you ever this. had to play? Yeah, for this right here. No, no. You're here. Executive producer of the zone. <laughs> All right, joining us now, we're live at the Dish Professionals, 801-424-DISH. Call them, 801-424-DISH. Ryan, if you went to Broadway, would you be blown away by the talent? <laughs> would you have expected that? Wow, I expected them to suck, but no, they were really good. I didn't think they were going to suck, but they were even better than what I thought they were going to be. That's what I meant to say. I can believe that. They're, there's, uh, yeah, I, I'm on your side. They're, yeah. they're impressive. Yeah, I did see it. <laughs> see, it's like it's like when you come to the dish pros. You can, it's even better than you thought it was going to be. Yeah, Jake. exactly. They know what they're doing and they do it well. That's why people shouldn't be surprised when they get great service from the dish professionals. Being surprised, it's is, kind of it what is they the do. Fun part, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, how have your wonderful installers, who by the way can get you set up tomorrow, uh, how they like the the heat wave? Uh, working through it. I don't they think necessarily love it, but uh, they're. You know, Dave, uh, one of my main guys, he's been with me since the inception of the Dish Professional. I've met Dave. No, he's very good. Well. He's yeah. been to my house. Yep. He's yeah. been to mine, too. He, uh, he's the master of get, getting the outside work done quick. Now, you you will make Dave go in extraordinary heat or cold or snow or whatever. <laughs> yep. what, what, is his, uh, what is his least favorite weather condition? Um, it's got to be snow. It's got to right? be snow. Yeah, snows. Snows. If you got to put a dish on a roof, maybe lightning with snow. Maybe lightning would be. Uh, lightning's bad. probably yeah, not. Maybe a good that thing. would not be good. Do you give Dave permission during lightning storms? Be nope. like, Dave, why no. There's no permission. <laughs> <laughs> you better hurry, Dave. <laughs> no, it's awesome. But but you know the thing is you. We know Dave. You, your installers have been with you. They they do quality quality work. They'll do it quickly. And um, you know you hit on this earlier, but it, the process to switch is easy. I, I was always surprised by that. It's not hard. It's not no, a pain in the butt. Did at you all. switch? I've switched in the past. This is going back uh, years. I switched. I, I had Direct TV, and I went. To well, Dish. I, t- I talked to Ryan, and Ryan was saying, "Hey, man, Dish Network is the way you want to go," and it was woo like that. Yeah, I yeah. love Dish. Dish is great. I mean, it's uh, it's it's pretty painless. We uh, we make it easy. We set set everything up. You get one remote. Um, you know, Dave or Chuck or whoever's doing the install. Those guys will will program everything. Um, you know, Dish has this great uh, uh, channel that uh, the installer set everybody up on. 
um, which basically kind of explains a lot of the stuff that, that does more. It's, a lot of it's self-explanatory, but there are things like people don't realize, like uh, the remote locator. Um, it's funny because we made a video that we'll, we'll be releasing on social media specifically about the remote locator because um, customers will call us up. We had one lady came into our office and she's like, hey, I need to buy a new remote. And we're like, okay, well, what happened to your last remote? Do you, do you know where it is? Because I don't know. I lost it. And uh, Josh was like, did you push the locate remote button? <laughs> she looked at him and was like, no. And like, well, he's like, I can sell you the remote, but if you want to bring it back, you can you can bring it back. And she came back uh, the next day and said, that thing works pretty good. I found it. I where, found where, it where was it, Ryan? I, found it. Find, find I didn't actually hear where she found it. I just, I just uh, saw her come in and. He told told me she returned the remote after she pushed the locate remote. <laughs> well, Jake button. lost his remote once, and it was in the it was in the washing machine. Now the locate remote button didn't didn't work. <laughs> my brother had my brother had laundered the remote, and the remote laundered was it. was not <laughs> beeping. But but the, there was a happy ending to that story because I just called the dish professionals and I said, "Hey guys, I'm a little embarrassed about this, but my brother laundered the remote. We got gotcha. you." It, like immediately. I mean, you guys took great care of me. It's one yeah. of the best and that's parts uh, that's our goal. We want to make sure you can watch the TV. The remote is an important thing, and you know, Dish is. Uh, uh, you know, they spend a lot of time and effort working out the bugs and uh, the voice remote stuff. You know, we've done different things at the live uh, the lives with you guys about that, but it's really cool. It it picks up on accents. You can you say. The biggest thing, problem people have using the voice remote button is actually pushing the button before they start talking. But if you push the button and then start talking like a walkie-talkie, you know, using that mentality, um, it's, a, it's a very handy tool that uh, makes it so when you want to find the game, you want to find a movie, you were in here, the, what we were looking up some, what was the name of the actress? Gordon said, good your memory was. Uh, was it, uh, it was Greta Garbo, wasn't it? Greta Garbo, yeah. So we set it on the thing, and <laughs> Jake's just nodding. And it worked, but it found a movie, yeah, right? Sure right on Dish. And yeah. um, if it's not on Dish, it's on Netflix. It'll say, hey, it's on Netflix. It'll launch. Um, it's simple, easy technology that you and your whole family can enjoy. YouTube is built in if you search for, um, you know, I'll, I'll come in the house and be frustrated and working on a project. And, I'll be like, how do you fix this to my dish voice remote? And it'll pull up a video and I'll sit down on the couch and watch the video on how to do something on something I'm tinkering on. And, oh, uh, I do that all the time when I'm fixing stuff around the house. Yeah. Jake, Nobody yeah. believes that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody <laughs> believes that. But you don't have to talk to your remote the way, you know, like you're a trucker on the, on the, uh, what do you call it? You know, CBB. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to talk like they just talk normal the way you would to it. Person. I don't think anybody thought that you needed to <laughs> breaker, like, breaker breaker one nine. No breaker breaker. I don't think anybody's doing that. I, I don't think that's happening. Uh, but you can save an additional hundred dollars cash back in your pocket just for big show listeners. Yep, this is a, a one day thing that we're doing uh, just because you guys are here. So if you're a, a listener and you're like, okay, I think I might get dish gate call right now, get set up, uh, get scheduled. You can schedule for next week, and if you change your mind. That's fine, but if you get scheduled today, you get the uh, the hundred dollar cash back offer. You get the two year promotion. You get the either take the Nest IQ camera or the Nest uh, Wi Fi router. So this is like a lot. 
Yeah. We were giving away a lot of stuff. Now is the time. Now. All right. 801-424-DISH. That's 801-424-3474. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. All right. We'll have more next coming uh, on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks. If you're working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner. Syringa Networks, call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Broadcasting live today from the Dish Professionals. Call them 801-424-DISH. That's 801-424-DISH. We've got NBA TV's replay of the uh, Game 7 between the 76ers and the Hawks on right now, and it's right smack in the fourth quarter where Ben Simmons didn't shoot or do anything really, uh, <laughs> you're at just, all. You're just loving this, aren't you? <laughs> well, uh, uh, loving it, no, but relishing it, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the Jazz, Gordon. Of course, that's the big topic of conversation today. The Jazz eliminated uh, by the Clippers and Donovan Mitchell. We heard Chris Mannix allude to this, uh, that he agreed with Donovan. Donovan said after the game, this hurts more than what happened in the bubble last year. And, uh, I can, I certainly can understand why. I, I don't think I've ever seen Donovan Mitchell quite that emotional after a game. He couldn't even complete sentences. Did you notice that? It was just kind of like, oh, man, I mean, and it was it was it was sincere. It wasn't he wasn't like play acting or anything. He was really really torn up over what had just occurred. And look, I mean, I don't like to see people when they're sad like that or when they're emotionally distressed. But it was real, and it was it, it was upsetting to him. And it sounds like the whole team was pretty torn up. And why wouldn't you be if you're a competitor? Uh, but uh, I. I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see how they react from this. Because remember last year, it was, that won't happen again. I think they were referring to losing in the first round when they said that. But the way it happened made it worse. And that was sort of like this this launch point for the Jazz to put in the kind of season they had this year. What do they do off of this? Winning the first two games and then losing four straight, what happens now? Will it be a positive or will it be a negative? Well, you would hope a positive. I don't know. You, you no, don't I don't know, know the either. answer to that, no, that, it's a rhetorical that question, question either. Really. I, I would hope that they would focus internally, speaking to the players here, and figure out what they what was it what they can do better. I mean, if we want to talk about Donovan Mitchell, I still contend that he had a great series on one leg and um, he, he wasn't perfect, but he did a lot of things really well. But uh, I would hope that he would go back to the drawing board on some of the defensive stuff. Cause I thought that was really exposed yeah. during yeah. the playoffs. So and where, when we talked to Gordon Chase about it, he was all over that. He was, he mentioned he, it a couple he of said times. Donovan needs to go work on his defense because he's a terrific athlete. And you'd think that he would really be able to hone that, uh, and make himself a star at both ends of the floor. We don't know what's going to happen with Mike Conley. 
I imagine the Jazz would want him if the price was right. Um, we don't know what kind of other offers he'll be interested in or any other place he might be interested in going. Uh, Rudy Gobert, we've talked about him a lot today and what needs to happen with him. What about guys like Boyan Bogdanovich? You know, what's what what does he need to do? He was getting – it seemed to me, and I could be wrong on this and maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention, but it seemed that the, the Clippers were picking on him big time. Uh, anytime they saw a matchup against Boyan, they wanted to take advantage of that. Remember how much credit he got in the early game? It was the first game and the second game when he was playing such dogged defense. It was both games, in my opinion, but you're thinking of the second game. Yeah, it, it just seemed like that kind of a strength became a weakness. Yeah, but Bogdanovich was the added shooting piece that made the offense elite that everybody was bellyaching about during the Ricky Rubio days. Yeah, true. So, I mean... You know, in our reactionary world, sometimes we forget the problems of the past. And and maybe this is a good place to take this segment. The, the hard part about it is what the Jazz truly need is really hard to get. A long, athletic player who's got an NBA body, so we're talking, you know, 6'5 through 6'8 and long, who can play defense willingly and also shoot well enough to not screw up the spacing on the other end. I mean, that's the unicorn. How many of those guys actually exist? Well, I um, <laughs> well, let's see. Let me find out here. I want to find out. Okay, Terrence Mann. The the Clippers take him with the forty eighth pick in the draft a couple of years ago. The forty eighth pick. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't hard. It's also a player that hardly played in the Dallas series. <laughs> he had some moments. Mm-hmm. He Hardly played, too. I'm just saying. They're they're out there. They're not really, though. Well, well, he was. Right. You think he's the – well, I don't think what you saw in game six is an accurate representation <laughs> of who Terrence Mann is. Although I do think he's a fine player. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, that was his best game he's ever had by a long way. All right. Let me give you another one. One of your favorites. Who am I going to say? I don't know. Lou Dort. I uh, love Lou Dort. But you're never going to get him out of uh, Oklahoma no, City. But no, to your but, point, but he, was, he was undrafted. Right. He's also not 6'8". No, he's 6'3". No. Yeah, he's shorter. That's a good point. He, he'd be a fine solution to what we're talking about, though, even though he's a little smaller. Yeah. I think, anyway. Maybe people can disagree. Uh, John Collins will be a restricted free agent. He's going to be in Atlanta next year. I don't wasn't, think, wasn't he having a rough go for a while there with uh, well, the coaches? Otto Porter or... Jr. will be unrestricted. <laughs> oh, boy. The yeah. thing with Collins is, yeah, he's got he's got a side to him that, that he might not be the easiest guy to work with in the world. Yeah. But the problem is he's really good, and Atlanta's <laughs> in the Eastern Conference Finals. So yeah. Yeah. I don't see them parting ways with their second-best player. Well, you and I were talking about this earlier, Jake. The Jazz have, what, the 30th pick? That's it. No second-round picks, just one first-round pick, and it's not a good one. So can they find a diamond in the rough? They can. They're out there, Jake. I know, but there, how many- there is going to be someone available at 30 who is going to be exactly what the Jazz need. The question is, can they find him? But that's, I mean, that's the thing, Gordon. Hey, let's go back to 
two years ago's draft, maybe, and I can look this up maybe. Let's count how many players are even still in the league that were picked at 30 True. or below. I get it. So you could say, well, they found Terrence Mann, <laughs> and they found Lou Dort. <laughs> but uh, out of, you know, there's two. <laughs> How many? Wait, 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 wait a minute. How what many? About the Joker, man. He was a second round pick, right? I mean, and Jimmy Butler was too. But yeah. I mean, how many second round picks have come and gone? Well, this is why you got to be smarter than everybody else. Well, I mean, I hear the point you're making, but not uh, not everybody can it's not just the way be, to bet. Yeah, yeah. As as a great uh, GM once said, those guys don't grow on trees. No, they do not. And when you find them, they get paid a lot of money. <laughs> well, uh, we all know what the Jazz need, so we'll see if they can fill that need with either via trade or a draft pick or, or something. But that, that's, see, that's the problem. If you're depending on the 30th pick in the draft to be the answer to your problems, that's not a very good answer. Is there somebody on the roster currently who could fill this role? If there were, they would have gone to him, right? Well, I mean, a lot of people like Brantley. I do, too, but he can't. I mean, they needed somebody just like that, and they didn't play him. Yeah. So what does that tell you? He's not ready. Or he's not going to be. I don't know. I like Brantley. I would, I'd love to have this vision in my mind that he's going to be ready someday. Like Mieoni, what do you see out there in the playoffs? Scream to you uh, like a guy who's just a step away from being ready? No. Not even close. No. And that guy's playing over Jarrell Brantley. <laughs> Yeah, but could you say the same thing about, I mean, nobody even wanted Lou Dort. I mean, I know it's not fair. But, I, I but know it's Lou, a tough business, but, but there, there are guys out there. But you're Lou gonna, played his way into the starting decisions. lineup in year one. I mean, it's not like they sat on Lou Dort for three years waiting for him to get better. No, but he wasn't even drafted, was he? No, he was an unrestricted free agent. So, so even Oklahoma City wasn't smart enough to draft him. <laughs> That's what that's what Frank Layden used to always say about Stockton. If I'd known he was going to be that good, I wouldn't have waited until the 16th pick to take him. But uh, yeah, I guess every once in a while you, you have good fortune. Uh, I don't know. I'm just looking at what the Jazz can do to fix their problems. Because if they stay status quo, then there's a good chance they could just run into the same problem again next year. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the Dish Professionals. Give them a call, 801-424-DISH. It's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball, brought to you by Peach Building Products. For more than 25 years, Peach Building Products has been providing superior quality windows, doors, and customer service to the Wasatch Front. Call them today, 801-566-1255. That's 801-566-1255 for all of your window and door needs. Austin, it's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball. 
And now it's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball with the big show's Austin Horton right here on the Zone Sports Network. The new illegal substance rules for pitchers were put into place today. So far, no one's been caught. The checks include removal of hat, glove, and outturned belt buckle for the umpires to briefly examine before the pitchers allowed in the game. The Yankees turned a triple play yesterday to end their 2-1 win over the Athletics, the first game-ending triple play since 09. And the Bees wrapping up a series in Sacramento tonight at 8.05, tomorrow at 105 on 12 of the Zone. All right, there you go. No one's been caught yet, huh? I'll tell you what, here's my hot take on that. They're doing a little examination, you know, for the foreign substance. I think they need to make it, like, really thorough. <laughs> what do you mean? Like cavity Like search? airport scanner <laughs> style? <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on, hold on. I know the closer's coming into the game, but we've got to strip search him in the tunnel real quick, and then he'll be allowed to pitch. Just hold a shower curtain around him. Yeah, and... he'll be all right. <laughs> they have so to enter we... the game wearing only a barrel. You, and, you might be onto something there. I could see him doing that. It might take about there. five minutes, and uh, we're going to need some rubber gloves, but we'll make sure that this pitcher is clean. <laughs> now that's something nobody wants to watch. Well, I'm not saying put it on a, a spectacle for everybody else, but be sure. <laughs> you got to check every body part. Be huh? sure. Jake, you always did say if you're going to do something, do it right. Do it right. That's what I'm saying. Thorough, huh? Very thorough. Make it a deterrent, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that would. I think that would get the job done. That's what you I'm know? saying. Yeah, just exactly. a yearly physical right there on the mound, huh? <laughs> right there. Every time pitchers coming into the game, well, hold up. We got to make sure safety first. A roll yeah, this, and, and on goes the glove. On goes the glove, and be like, all right, let's get the curtain up. <laughs> All right, we're live. Moon River. From the Dish Professionals, call the Meta 1424 Dish. Ryan is jumping on with us uh, once again. And uh, love this, Ryan. We've got to close this out strong. We've got some. Uh, we've got a tremendous deal for Big Show listeners today. Yeah, this is a, it's always a good one. When you have this opportunity where you get promotion after promotion after promotion all stacked on top of each other, and uh, this is a good, good opportunity for somebody who's, like, on the fence, is thinking, well, okay, I'm going to do it. Uh, call today because the extra 100 bucks cash back, the Nest camera, the two-year promotion, it's a uh, good opportunity. So it's not one or the other. It's all of them. Yeah, it's all of them. Mm. It's a uh, – we first did it uh, on a remote what, back in May. I was, yeah, yeah. I was really, a few months ago. I was really kind of leery because I kind of felt like we were giving away too much. And sometimes it's like, you know, people maybe think that it was uh, not a good product or right. something. But uh, good response. And so we're doing it today. And uh, so this is a good opportunity if you're wanting to get a better TV system, if you're unhappy, if you're current provider, um, or maybe you're a cord cutter, um, this, you're missing the games uh, and you want to have access to, you know, the content that's uh, important to you. If you're listening to these stations, obviously you're into sports, right? Yeah. Got to be watching it. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, this feels like a good time to say it. the rewards are nice, and, and 100 bucks back is great. Who doesn't want $100, right? And the Nest Cam is, is super sweet. But the, the truth is, just try Dish. You're going to like it. I mean, it's a little incentive just to give it a try because <laughs> I'm, list, I'm looking at a list of 20 stuff that the Hopper does that nobody else can do. I mean, it's, it's a better product, and, and you know people are going to like it. It is, and uh, we have so many customers that are super happy about the decision. I mean, uh, you got uh, Gordon right here. You know, yeah. he, he, you're a long time uh, pro- with another provider, and I talked you into it. And, yeah, uh, doesn't seem like you regret it. Not at all, never. And and as I said before, and I'm speaking solely from my own experience. 
the customer service has been terrific. All I got to do is call you guys up and say, hey, I'm wondering about this. Boom. It's taken care of, man. And I, if I'm talking to somebody on some 800 line or something, I, how's that going to get done? And how am I going to mm-hmm. trust that? You know, I really like that dependability factor because it's, in this day and age, it's kind of rare, right? Yeah. And, you know, we always get the question. It comes up more than you can imagine. A lot of people think, well, if I call DISH, I get a better deal. Well, I can promise you, if that was the fact, I would not be in business. Because if it was a better deal to call DISH directly, I'd be gone, long gone. It is not. Actually, it's a better deal to call us because not only we're local, we're down the street. We have these extra incentives like the 100 bucks cash back today, um, the Nest camera. That's exclusive to the premier retailers. That's not a national promotion. So, um, uh, And then the monthly price, it's... Uh, we are in a sales extension of, of, of dish. So the retail price, the monthly price is exactly the same between us and calling dish directly. You just get a local friendly face. It smiles. So good. All right. 801-424-DISH. Take advantage of it. 801-424-3474. It's the dish professionals. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you guys. All right. Call now. Take advantage of it. 801-424-DISH. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks to uh, Ryan and his group here, the Dish Professionals. They're always great. They take such great care of our listeners. They have been for years and years and years now, over 15 years. It's more like, it's like 17 or 18. I mean, a long, long time. Yes, 801-424-DISH is the number to call. 801-424-DISH. Gordon, it's, it's weird. I'm going into a week with no pre-half and post games to host. It feels strange. But what are you going to do with all your time? Sleep. <laughs> for what well, i mean maybe a day or two but after that oh i'm gonna get a couple of months of sleeping out of this <laughs> okay rip I'm gonna sleep 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 all right I'm gonna be in bed before the sun goes down tonight that's my goal that sounds pretty good actually it only gives me it's almost seven now it only gives me like an hour ah a little longer right it's summer you're not gonna sleep away your life are you no just the this part <laughs> Okay, well, good. I'm glad you can get caught up. All right. But it is weird going into a week with no jazz games. Almost uh, almost sad in a weird way, you know. All of a sudden, it's such an abrupt end, you know. You wonder why fans are so grumpy for the past few days because it's going and then it's just over. So, question. How many jazz players do you think are still in town? Zero? I think everybody just booked it right out. Well, I don't know about when or, you know, would they come back and all those things. But, you know, yeah, I think they all took a vacation. That's exactly what you or I would do at the end of the NBA season, too. All right. Okay. I just wondered if anybody hangs around. I think it's a little too early to have the criticism of, well, they're good in the gym and work out. I think they deserve no, no, I, I know that. a, a week like, or two to, you know, do something else. Well, I mean, it could go longer than that. But I wonder how many stick around here. Does it matter? Or, Why do you care? I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. Season ends. Everybody says, I'm getting out of Dodge. It's what everybody does. <laughs> okay. It's like when school ends. Do you stay when you were a kid? Gordon, did you stay? Like, I know school's out for the summer, but you know what? I think I'm going to clap some more erasers. Clap, clap. All right. No, but I didn't leave for Indiana either. 
Indiana. Well, I don't know. It's just a, just a random state. <laughs> Indiana. Who's vacationing in Indiana? <laughs> not vacationing. I'm not. I don't think everybody just went immediately on a vacation. You only, you only uh, vacation in Indiana to visit loved ones in incarceration, right? <laughs> bet you Indiana wants me. I bet you a hundred bucks. There. Fifteen out of fifteen of them went on vacation straight away. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm not blaming anybody for that. That sounds pretty good. Maybe you and I should do that. There are some who make their off-season home in L.A. that probably stayed there. Never came back? Well, not that they'll never come back, but... Wait a second. You think they, you think they didn't have enough faith that they were going to win? They had that they that they just no, packed up and left. They had to come back. I think Austin's joking a little bit because you oh, had to come they back had to the do locker room right. clean up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, big thanks to Ryan from the Dish Professionals, his crew again. That number eight zero one four two four Dish. Gordon, I will see you tomorrow, buddy. I'll look forward to it, Jay. It's a big show. Ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone.